What is up, friends? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be April 23rd, episode number 55 into the Life Coaching Series. I just published, I think, today, it's 101 episodes. That's pretty awesome. Uh, And uh, 55 of them are the series, you guys. So if you guys have been here for a whole 101 episodes since October 22nd of 2019, thank you guys for all your support. Thank you guys for your encouragement. I'm really hoping and praying I'm adding some value to your life, you guys. That is why I'm doing this. Um, You know, there's been so much revelation, so much healing, so much freedom and, you know, just perspective that God has poured into my life. I was like, God, I can, this cannot be contained within these four walls. This has to be released into the world. People need to know this. People need to understand these things because you guys, when I was in the church, nobody was talking about these things I'm talking to you guys about. We weren't having these types of conversations, you guys. And so I'm hoping that through me talking to you guys about this framework, I'm trying to not use the word process anymore, <laughs> you know, but uh, through the framework, through the principles, right, that you guys are getting some tools for your life and you guys are able to, to make progress. All right. I want, I want the, the function of this life coaching series that I'm doing is so that you will have an identity that is built upon your character and your values, right? And that, that your identity is not based upon your performance your circumstances or other people's opinions. And let me tell you guys, this is a journey, okay? As you go through this framework and these principles and you understand them in the context of your life, you're going to realize how deep these threads are of people pleasing, you know, or, you know, living by others' opinions, internalizing their judgments, your performance, how well you do something or don't do something, or your circumstances, right? What your life looks like compared to other people's or what you're doing, how how much you really have built your identity upon those things. You guys, I did that for a long time. That was the biggest burden I was under is worrying about what people think. And I asked God to deliver me from that, you know, because I was like, I want to do what I want to do, right? I want to live my life how I want to live my life. I want to pursue the things that, you know, the Lord would have me do and not be limited by other people, you guys. And I told you when I was in the church, I was limited the most in the church, right? Because my idea at the time didn't match up with theirs. And if you're around, and I, as I was saying, Towards the end of my journey there, the people were very discouraged, right? Um, and it's so it's kind of like it's one of those things that you have to start being able to discern in your own life, in your own environment. It says you're supposed to imitate your leaders, you know, if they have a good outcome of faith. What is faith? Expecting a good outcome. Faith is your expectations. Okay, that's all it is. Now, the thing we have to learn is how to adjust our expectations according to the reality that we're in. You know, in the season that we're in, God wants to mature us, fully develop us. He wants to heal us. That's that's going to be its own thing within itself. You know what I mean? So, but if the people that you're hanging around, if their expectation of God is small and, you know, God did that before, but he doesn't do that anymore. Sort of cut off, narrowed, boxed in, shut out, suffocated then you really need to consider if you are going to be able to grow and survive in that type of environment, right? Especially if the environment is starting to uh, push you down. And I went through that, you know, I've always naturally, you know, been a person, especially when I got into the church that wanted to share things with people that God was sharing with me, right? Revelations, I was having encouragement. You know, you can tell when God sets your heart on fire, right? When you're just like, wow, you know, you, you got lots of peace and you're just like, you've got passion and you're excited and 
you know, you've got a vision for your life and, you know, you feel the chains coming off, right? You, yes, yoke is easy, his burden is light, right? The load's coming off, you're, you're carefree, you've got joy, right? And so I was always experiencing that. I've always experienced that in my relationship with the Lord, right? And, uh, and I would want to bring that into my environment, especially with my brothers and sisters, because I wanted, you know, when I first started seeking the Lord, it was me and my husband, we were by ourselves, you know, we were just going about our life, you know, doing our thing. And, uh, you know, uh, just having a conversation, you know? And so, uh, we were already seeking the Lord before we went into the church. You know, we were already looking for him. We were already reading his word. We were already having conversations. We were already trying to understand, you know, I was already like, okay, God, you know what? I want to serve you. Um, you know, the fear of the Lord had come over me again. You know, I told you guys, I, I gave my life to Christ when I was 10, I got baptized, but then I went, you know, after we moved out of that neighborhood and my mom and dad, they weren't, they weren't following the Lord. You know, they weren't seeking him. My mom knew God's word. I, I always kind of joke about that. My mom would always quote Psalm 23. I'm like, wow, mom, how do you know scripture? It was weird. It was like, wow. So, you know, God, but what does that mean? Cause she didn't have any evidence, I guess, in her life that God, you know, that God was, how can I say this without, I'm not trying to make God look bad, but my mom, you know, you didn't really know that she had the, that the Lord was in her just because looking at her life, you make a judgment and say, wow, there's no fruit. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? And so it was always very confusing. But at the same time, you know, my mom gave me a Bible when I was young and, you know, she gave me her Bible that her grandma gave to her. I still have it. You know, um, I remember trying to read it when I was like eight or nine and I got super overwhelmed reading the first couple pages of Genesis. Like, I can't read this word anymore. Anyway, you guys, so um, I'm trying to think where I was going with all this, you guys. I'm like, I just completely lost myself in thought. But, uh, oh, I've always wanted to be an encourager. I've always wanted to share things. And then as I was doing that towards the end, you know, they started uh, basically uh, suffocating me in a way. You know, we're, basically you, you went to small group, but you weren't allowed to talk anymore. We're going to listen to the pastor. We're going to listen to another sermon. You know, um, nobody was allowed to share anything anymore. It got very controlling, very manipulative. And uh, I, you know, I just knew at that point, you know, I can't stay in this environment, God, you know, and um, I, I pray God that you'll kick me out. And that's, that was a whole nother thing, you guys. I'm sure I'll walk you guys through that one day, but just starting to understand really the environment that you're in, how it's impacting you. And then the life that God wants to bring forth in you, there is a difference. And you will be able to tell. You're going to feel the tension, right? You're going to feel the spirit in the flesh. You're going to feel God's spirit in you trying to encourage you, strengthen you. And then on the outside of you, sometimes there's going to be people that are going to try to oppose that in you, right? They're going to either feel threatened by that or they're going to cut it down or whatever. Their own insecurities, you know, their own injuries with God. Sometimes a lot of, and that's what happens a lot of times. People um, blame God for certain things or they stop believing him for being good. And then they want to try to make a doctrine out of that. You know what I mean? And, and try to discourage you when you're just, you know, you're being like a child, right? And that's that you should never lose that. And what, it, you know, it's, I'm going to say this, you guys, and I'm promise I'm going to get into it. I asked the Lord the other day, I said, God, how do we protect ourselves from deception? You know, because there's so many voices out there, you guys, right? And the devil's always going to sound like God. He's going to use good. He comes as an angel of light. All right. That is the truth of the matter, y'all. That's why people are going to be deceived. Jesus said, if it's even possible, the elect could be deceived. So I'm like, Lord, how do we protect ourselves? And this is the next thought that came to my mind. By the questions you ask. Think about that, you guys. Children, what do they do? Don't they ask so many questions? Aren't they so curious when we get so frustrated? Either because it exposes our ignorance, right? We're like, crap, I don't know the answers to this. And maybe you don't want to humble yourself and be like, you know what, honey? I don't know, but let's find this out, right? 
you could get frustrated, whatever. But it's always going to be by the questions you ask. So let me tell you guys this right now. If you're ever in a situation or a conversation with somebody, it doesn't matter who they are. If you are asking something and they respond and then you kind of have that little thing in your heart, you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like just kind of either a guard goes up or something kind of triggers in you. You need to learn to pay attention to that. And you know what? Ask the question. Get clarity, you guys. And that's why we're doing this communication series. You have to learn to question the things that you're unsure about. It's very, very important. That will protect you. All right. The truth will set us free. So, you know, it's always good to ask questions to understand, especially if you are feeling confused with somebody or in a relationship. You're like, what did you mean? Don't ever entertain confusion or go ahead and keep it and then, you know, go ahead and mask it under, you know, uh, how do most people do it, you guys? I don't have a word for it at this second. But uh, a lot of times people won't confront certain things or ask certain questions, you know, because they're trying to, you know, pr like protect something. I don't know, right? I don't, you know, I'm just trying to give it some time or I'm trying to be, you know, long suffering or whatever. The excuses we can make sometimes to not confront certain things or ask certain questions. The questions that you have are gonna protect you from deception. How do you know who you're dealing with if you don't learn to feel comfortable to ask the questions when you feel like you want to ask a question, right? Children ask questions. We're supposed to be like children in that way. You're not supposed to ever lose that. Now it says too that, you know, uh, you, you grow into maturity. You no longer think like a child by putting, you know, just kind of, uh, how can you say it? How do children usually do this? Like logic, right? They don't have their logic up until I think they're like eight or nine years old is when it starts to kick in, right? But, uh, you know, they can just kind of take things very surface, right? Kids just see things at the surface. And so they make conclusions based off the surface. But as you become more mature, you realize that there's more to the situation, right? There's things unseen that they may not see. And that's why you don't reveal certain things to children because the weight of it at times, right? There's, there's maturity. That's why Jesus said, I can't tell you everything right now because it's too much for you, right? But as you grow and mature, you're going to learn to be more shrewd. Being shrewd is just having a, a perspective, of growing your perspective. God is very perspective, right? God has so many ways of seeing things. He has expressed that in his creation through everything he's made on top of the 6.7 or 7 billion people. You guys, how many people are in the world these days? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm sure it's growing. But uh, with all the people that are in the world, that's evidence of God being able to think in such different ways. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. So our ability to become shrewd and look at something from more than one angle, um, not assume, right? We don't we don't look at, you know, it's like it says, you know, we no longer regard people from a worldly point of view, right? Though we used to regard Christ that way. We're not going to just make judgments and assumptions on people. We're going to see every person in Christ, uh, a new, new creation, right? Now, that doesn't mean you're blind and you overlook certain things, right? You, you're supposed to be able to confront and ask questions. Conf confrontation is not a bad thing. All right, God, God confronted, but he did it by saying, where'd you go? Right. It's all in the approach. You know, where'd you go? That's it. He didn't say, what the heck, dude? I told you not to eat from that tree, Adam. What? You don't listen to me. What? Don't you know I'm God? What the heck? You know what I mean? He doesn't approach us that way. That's that's another way of confrontation. But do you guys see the difference in the wording and the approach? It really does matter. So anyway, you guys, um, I, I'm like, why am I going down this trail? I can't exactly remember. Just, uh, you know, walking in your authority. <laughs> but you guys, let's go ahead and pray and we will finish this conversation. We're going to continue to get into the barriers to communication. And then um, next week, we next week we're going to talk about kind of the, what's it called? Um, 
basically the four main, I'm gonna say, how would I say this? I wrote it down earlier, let me check really quick. The four stages of communication. Okay, we're gonna talk about that Monday. And then we're gonna get into a little bit of stuff with listening. That is a skill, you guys. It really is. That is one I'm still growing in, but we're gonna talk about listening, you guys. Um, I'm definitely learning to become a better listener. Um, that's really, really important because I never want to assume or judge. So I have to learn how to listen to people very well so I can understand them. I hope you guys are on the same journey. So anyway, let's go ahead and pray. Let's finish up the barriers to communicate. To, to, I, I can talk. Let's talk about the barriers to communication. And yeah, let's let's get on with this thing. Let's go ahead and pray, you guys. Ah, Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this day. Lord, I just thank you for the freedom that we really have in you, God, that you reveal your word to us. And that is the space we are supposed to be living in is the revealed word of God. And Lord, I know you've revealed things to people. I know you have, God. Um, And I just pray that we would continue to seek you with all of our hearts, Lord. Lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, submit to you, God. And you will direct our path. You know, just put our hearts underneath you, Lord. Um, Realize, God, that... uh, you know, we, we, we can make errors because we are ignorant, God. We don't know everything. Um, there's a lot of things we don't know. Our, our perspective can blind us. God, you didn't, you didn't create us to be all-knowing. You created us with a perspective, which is great. We can offer value to the world, Lord, but we don't know everything, God. So help us just continue to be humble. Um, help us, Lord, to always be led by peace, God. Your peace that surpasses understanding and knowledge and circumstances and things we can see, God. It is amazing. So, Lord, 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 let my brothers and sisters just walk in the peace that you've given to them. Let them be anxious for nothing, God. If they're anxious about anything, Lord, let them bring it to you. God, you say if we're going through any types of trials to ask for wisdom that will be mature and complete, not lacking anything, God, we can ask for wisdom from you, Father. And if we ask, we better believe we're going to get it, Lord. So forgive us, God, for approaching you like you're not listening to us. Lord, you are listening, God. You hear us. We are your children. Lord, get, let us have the, the understanding of the access that we really have in you now. It's pretty incredible when we think about it, God. It's like the prodigal son. And Lord, you know, the servant that was always there, the the son was, and he was like, man, you didn't do that for me. You didn't give me no fattened calf or no robe. And you're like, everything I have is yours. Lord, let us live in that place. Everything you have is ours. And Lord, you own everything. A cattle on a thousand hills. Everything is yours. The bank is yours. The money is yours. Everything is yours. Lord, if you can put money in a fish, right? Because the disciples, we can be like, oh man, Lord, where are we going to get money for this? You bring it. Let us not box you in from our own experiences, our experiences with other human beings, especially other human beings who say they know you, Lord. That's always going to be the biggest blinder, God. Let us just live out the authority in our own relationship with you. You know, be humble, but then at the same time, be confident in the revealed word of God in us, Lord. And basically you moving through our life, God. So I thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray you bless my brothers and sisters out there. Give them encouragement today. God, direct this conversation, God. I love you so much. We love you so much. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, all right, friends, let's finish off this segment. Um, let me back up here a little bit, see where we left off. Yesterday, we left off on labeling, name-calling, ridiculing. And we talked about why it's so important to have a core identity, right? Because no one wants to be labeled. Um... And if you are not always reminding yourself to look back in yourself, in your core, right, your heart, as far as your spirit, man, your character and your values and what you're about, then you're always going to be impacted by 
the limited perspective of another human being. They could say something to you, and if you're not going back in yourself, you could you could completely attach yourself to that accusation and find yourself getting all frustrated. It's like, wait a second, which word are you attaching yourself to? Right? The the knowledge that God has given you and yourself as far as, hey, you know, this is your character. This is your values. I've given you the grace, right? We're pulling the cart together. You know what I'm saying? We're yoked up together. That's the place you need to live from. All these other things that come at you, it's irrelevant, right? That's their perspective. It's all in your interpretation. It's all in your own head sometimes. Somebody will say something to you and you can find yourself getting all frustrated. Why are you so angry? What did that mean when they said that to you? Why have you attached it to who you are and your identity and your character? You know, why have you made that person your judge? Why have you internalized their judgments? Why are you trying to live and prove yourself to somebody who doesn't probably honestly give a crap about you? Let's just say that, right? That is the truth at times, you guys. Come on. So get rooted, right? Don't not living in, you know, labeling, name calling, ridiculing, right? We're not all knowing, right? So anyway, let's move on here. Number nine. If you uh, diagnose, interpret, analyze things, right? Uh, You know, think about, I don't know if I'm crossing the line here, but that's what I do, right? I already told you guys, kind of going against the grain. Um, That's important to me. So think about when people like go to like a doctor or whatever. A lot of times they, you tell them how you're feeling, right? You're giving them symptoms. So they, they, they say, okay, well then do this. Do they really try to understand what's going on with you? Come on. Every time I've ever gone to the doctor, I, they're, they're in there with me for like 10 minutes, right? They're, they're not trying to understand what's going on, you know? Um, they, they don't even give themselves time to do that because, you know, they have a lot of people they're going to see or whatever. But, you know, it's really important. Sometimes they can make a diagnosis on something and it's completely wrong because they don't have all the information, right? If you don't fully reveal, they can't fully, you know... you know, fully kind of diagnose that situation, right? I mean, they can't. So anyway, you guys, just, you know, the whole thing with just diagnosing and and looking at, you know, diagnosing sometimes can just be like a glorified assumption of you. You know, Um, why have we taken human emotions, let's just say anxiety, stress, fear, shame, condemnation and made a disease out of it which human out there doesn't have those emotions why do you think people are even afraid to go to the doctor these days and be like yeah you know i've been feeling a little stressed because they don't want to get stuff shoved you know pushed down their throat or get thrown into a box oh you're a schizophrenic or you're crazy or you need these drugs it's like why have people denied you know, their humanness, right? And that way, there are going to be certain events that happen in your life that are going to call for those types of responses. If you go through an experience and you're angry, there's a reason for the anger. Why do we try to suppress our emotional uh, responses at times to real life things that call for that response? You know, and that's why people get kind of weird. If You know what I'm saying? When they go through something's extremely tragic and they have no emotional thing there. They're like completely turned off. And those are the ones that were like, wow, they're crazy because we've, we've in society, we've said it, that's not normal, right? We've labeled people. We've labeled things. You guys so super unhealthy. Come on. You know, I, 
I don't like to go down that road with labeling or whatever, because the truth is we're all human. We all feel those things, right? We all go through grief and experiences. You know what I mean? We have to be okay with that. Um, and I can, I know people aren't okay with feeling what they're feeling or we wouldn't have addiction so crazy in this nation, you guys, with drugs, alcohol, you know, sex, whatever people use, freaking internet, whatever you use to try to keep yourself from your emotional reality. You don't want to face yourself. You don't want to face how you feel. You don't want to face your life, right? You just want to numb yourself to everything. You guys, it's, it's happening like crazy, you know? And I, I lived in that environment with my own family. So I understand it. There's no shame in it. I'm just, you know, just trying to bring awareness to the fact that we got to learn to get comfortable with ourselves and our own God-given emotions. Um, you're not supposed to live by them because, um, as I said, you know, your thoughts are going to produce how you feel. You will feel what you're consuming. Okay. What you're thinking about, you're going to feel it. So it's really, really important. If you're feeling a certain way, you always have to go back and ask yourself, okay, what have I been meditating on? What have I been reading? What have I been listening to? What thoughts have I allowed into my mind? Why do you think, you guys, we keep talking about this on the podcast, but it just keeps coming up. Why do you think the Lord tells you to take your thoughts captive? To cut down every presumption presumption and argument that goes against the knowledge of God. You got to be willing to do that, you guys. So, and you have to, you have to be, 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 how can be honest with yourself? right? Are you consuming the word of God? Are you trying to get in his presence? Are you trying to know him, right? Are you talking to him about all these things that we're talking about, right? I mean, is he, is he becoming your number one refuge, right? Or do you just say, oh yeah, that's cool, God, you know, but, and then you go do whatever you do and you just live apart from God, you know, like those 10 virgins that didn't prepare the oil, right? They're just kind of, you know, yeah, God, cool. I love you. I'll see you when you get back, but you know, I don't gotta, I don't gotta, I mean, you know, I'll know you when, when I'm dead. What? Do you really want to hear depart from me? I never knew you. Come on, you guys. You know, so let him know you in that way. Um, let let him know you in your full emotional state, right? You got to be able to get that stuff out or else it's just going to keep popping up. Okay, guys? So anyway, let me move on here. Uh, oh, man. This one's kind of... How do I say this? You know, reassuring, sympathizing, and consoling. That is not healthy in a sense of this, Right? This is how you you produce dependency and all that kind of things. You know, somebody's going through a hard time and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That really sucks, you know. Yeah, it's going to be okay. That really sucks. That's sympathy, right? When you just feel sorry for somebody. But people don't need that, right? People need to know that, hey, I'm not the only one out there, right? Like, I'm human. Okay, you felt anxiety before or stress or condemnation or shame or whatever. Okay, cool. Like, and then you give them a story, right? You have empathy with them. You're like, yeah, I, I feel that. I've been through that. You know, this is this is what I've been through. And and you connect with them in that way, right? And then and then hopefully, you know, the empowerment comes where, you know, th and this is where I took responsibility. You know, this is where I, I thought differently about it or whatever, right? Whatever God used in, in your life to help you make that transition from, you know, oh man, woe is me, victim to live in empowered, you guys. And we talked about that on the podcast too. Go look for the victim triangle and the empowerment dynamic. It's in the podcast, you guys, for a reason. It's really important to understand that dynamic, you know, um, but as you are help, you know, as you're living life with people and they are, you know, talking to you about their life, it's really important that you just know how to empath empathize with people, right? This is why being a Christian is so vulnerable because you're actually supposed to tell your story and how God's grace redeemed you. 
right? We're not supposed to be living in the shame hole or using God's word to defend ourselves or, you know what I mean? Have you ever been around people like that? You ask them, what's your testimony? And, and you don't know their human side. You just hear all the all the words and this or that. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, but you still don't feel connected to them. You're, you know, you don't know you don't know the story of how God's grace redeemed them. You don't know their shame or anything or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I understand that, you know, you're not going to tell everything to everybody, but there is going to be a level of, you know, your testimony that needs to be communicated to the rest of the world. And when you communicate your testimony, when you communicate your experiences that you've had with somebody, um, that's important. It's not just experience. I just thought about this, you guys. It's not just experience. It's the emotions that this person is feeling because you're going to, you're going to have a thought come into your mind. It's going to produce a certain emotion in you. And then you're going to act upon it. It goes thought, emotion, will. That is the order of, of thinking. Okay. That's the pattern, right? And so if someone's coming to you and they're feeling a certain way, you're going to connect with them by like, yeah, I felt that before. And this is, this is how, right? This is the experience I had that brought about that emotion. So you're going to that's how you're going to have empathy with people. But, you know, if you just sit there and, oh man, you know, just kind of disable people. And then that's how the weird kind of dependency thing, oh, you know, people become dependent and leech on other people in that way. It's like, oh, God forbid. You know, I, I want to empower people to take full responsibility for their life. I want to empathize with them by connecting, sharing stories. You know, hey, look, I can really I relate. I felt that way before. But it never needs to be this unhealthy dynamic where, you know, people are... Um, you know, depending on that person leeching onto them and, and you know, this kind of unhealthy dependency. Um, so <clears throat> number 11, questioning, pro pro probing and interrogating. Okay. Now there's nothing wrong with that. If you're asking relevant questions to actually understand the person. Okay. That's really, really important. Um, I think sometimes it can go a little overboard if there's no trust in the relationship. Right, if you're questioning, probing, and interrogating because of your own insecurities, that is a completely different thing. And sometimes you might have to be vulnerable and just say, Hey, I'm feeling really insecure in this relationship. This is why I'm asking the question, right? Just come out with it. You know, but if you're hiding that fact that you don't trust them and you're trying to question them in death to death to try to get a certain answer, that's manipulation, yo. Think about what the Pharisees did to Jesus. Um, they were not transparent about wanting to kill him right and it's funny they were afraid of the people and in their hearts they wanted to kill the lord they didn't tell everybody their intentions like hey we want to crucify the savior right they didn't say that you know they used the law of god against god to justify why he should be on the cross well you're you know what i mean you guys get what i mean so anyway um i think it's really important to be transparent as far as why you're questioning you know probing or interrogating at times um, if you're doing it just to, just to really understand, um, you know, asking relevant questions for the sake of understanding that person, that's great. You should definitely do that, especially if it's a new relationship, right? Um, even in old relationships, uh, you never want to let assumptions or judgments even seep in any type of way. And they can sometimes. I think we can get a little comfortable with that when you've been with somebody for a long time and you think you, you know, you know them, but you're not asking questions anymore. Okay, number 12, you guys. Last last one, and we are done. Um, if you avoid, divert, or ignore. Ha. Y'all ever been around somebody like that? You say, hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? You're like, oh, okay. I'm doing good. But what have you been up to, right? And so they want to be in control and ask all the questions and not have to kind of be in the spotlight that way. 
you know? <clears throat> um, and, you know, have you ever, like, tried to tell somebody something and then they, they were feeling uncomfortable, so they, like, wanted to change the subject or whatever? You know, um, that's, that's immature, right? I mean, why can't you handle someone, you know, just communicating? Like, do you want to live by assumption or do you want to live by truth? Right? We got to be able to establish the truth in the context of the situation. And you don't know the truth if you don't let that person kind of reveal their thoughts to you and where they're at. You know, um, so when you try to diverge or ignore or avoid a conversation or, you know, start playing the blame game, that just it reveals your own insecurities, right? And, uh, you know, we got to be able to, um, you know, give space for each other to to establish that that connection, you know. And so um, anyway, guys, let me see if there's any other little thoughts I want to share with you really quick. So are you, you know, practicing being with other people, right? And we talked about that on the on the last or a couple of communication, a couple of podcasts ago about, you know, just asking questions. What if somebody says something? Well, you know, oh, okay, well, what does that mean? And just kind of asking them, right? Being involved, um, you know? And so anyway, you guys, that is about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying the life, this life coaching series. You guys can join me tomorrow on Facebook. Um, oh, excuse me, you guys. Oh, excuse me. Good Lord. Okay, so Food for Thought Friday on my Facebook page. Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. I usually try to go live about 7.30 in the morning. You guys can join me on there if you want. I'm not sure what I'm going to be talking about, but it's going to be whatever. You know, I get up every day, spend time with the Lord, and I just try to share that with you guys, right? I try to keep it real, authentic in that way. Um, if you guys want to donate to the podcast, you guys can. Um, down in the description, there's like an anchor link for the podcast. You guys can donate like, like 99 cents. You can donate up to $10. It's really whatever you guys want to do. Um, I just want to let you guys know that that is available. If you know, the Lord puts that on your heart or whatever. So anyway, you guys, I hope, thank you guys for all your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to seeing you all next week. We're going to continue to talk about communication and listening and, uh, yeah, have a great weekend guys. And I will talk to you soon.